what's your favorite exercise to ride with your horse? For me, hands down, one of my all-time favorites is the walk to canter. I love riding it. I love teaching it. I love helping riders improve it. I think it's brilliant and there's so many benefits to it. So today I want to dive quickly into how you can begin to use this transition in your riding so this is going to help you and your horse going forward with so much more. Okay, you ready? Let's go. Hey there and welcome to the Daily Strides podcast. My name is Lorna Leeson. I'm an equestrian trainer and coach and I'm so delighted that you are here today with me because today we are diving into something that you can work on this week with your horse. And I'll tell you now, it's going to improve so much for both of you. Okay, so the walk to canter transition is one that if you've never ridden it before, it can seem a little daunting, okay? It looks like it looks fancy doesn't it okay but honestly there's not a whole lot to it now I'm not saying it's the easiest thing in the world to ride and I do think there's a couple of prerequisites to riding it but I also believe that it's something that you can work on and once you have this kind of few basics in place it's something that can actually help you and your horse going forward one of the biggest things that I find this transition and riding this transition and working with this transition helps riders do is actually gain a lot of clarity over their aids, over their communication, over what they're actually saying and doing in the saddle. You see, the trot to canter can sometimes feel too fast. It's kind of like people are trying to coordinate stuff and it's like, hold on, you feel like just going, whoa, just pause a second. I need to sort my legs out, okay? Or it, it feels like your hands are doing one thing, your legs are doing the other, and then the horse starts cantering. Oh, it's, it's crazy. Whereas with the walk to canter, once you have everything organized and set up, the walk to canter is literally just like stepping up into the canter. It, and that's how it feels. It feels like you and your horse step up into it. And the reason that I feel that this is beneficial for riders is it gives you, first of all, enough time to organize all the stuff, okay? There's, a, you know, there's a lot of coordination, but seriously, it allows you time to organize your aids. It allows you to feel exactly when to ask for the canter, to ask for the transition, because, well, you're in walk, so you kind of, you get to organize things and you get to feel things. It's like, you're not constantly going, just slow down, hold on now. What was that? Was that right? Was that correct? I don't know. You can actually feel all of these. And also then you get to follow the horse into it without maybe the bumpiness and the bounciness that can sometimes accompany the trot to canter transition okay now I am not saying that the trot to canter transition is not important it is it's very important but I do think that if you have been struggling with it and particularly with the coordination and the following element that kind of has to happen. The walk to canter is actually a great way to really begin to help yourself do that. Now for your horse, the walk to canter is fantastic because first of all, you kind of are introducing a little bit of collection in there. We'll chat more about that just now. But also it involves a certain level of responsiveness. And I think that preparing just for this transition, even if you don't ride the transition itself, just the preparation that goes into it will be really helpful with your horse in building responsiveness between the two of you. Now, you do know, I do believe responsiveness is a rider thing. 
but we'll chat more about that just now. So first and foremost, okay, this transition is going to allow you to get really clear on the aids to canter. Okay, so you have this level of flexion. You will you will be if you want really aware of the flexion, okay, it's go, everything is slowed down enough or going slow enough that you kind of have time to absorb it all and to, well, notice it all and to be present with all of it as well, okay, so your aids then will be, I don't know, I just feel like more, more meaningful because you actually get to feel them all and to experience them all okay so I also think that by being in the walk you do get to time it better which is really really important now what I'm going to do is in the show notes for this episode um, which you can find over at stridesforsuccess.com episode number 1256 I will um, link to a lot of previous episodes of the podcast that go deeper into each of these particular points. So for example, your aids to canter. So the rider aids to canter. I have an episode before, I'm going to link for it there. So if you want to pop in and use that. But anyway, it is a really good way to get to do that. Okay. And then onto that timing of the aids, because I think that is actually one of the biggest challenges with getting into the canter riders ask at the wrong time which causes a bit of a hop and a skip and a jump okay or it causes their horse to totally ignore them one or the other okay horse is like i can't i can't respond there so i'm just not going to respond i choose not to okay but seriously usually it causes this kind of a little bit of a a little bit of a shuffle the legs okay the horse's legs while he's trying to from this place of maybe not being the best place in the world to respond he tries to shuffle his his legs around quickly so as he can respond because he the, the, just because the good soul he is okay so this when you're working in this it can help to reduce all of maybe the excess tension that can show up when that happens when we ask at the wrong time or just maybe your horse rushing like a little bit like getting anxiety and anxious and oh okay I have to canter which actually ends up ruining the transition in itself when you get to practice this from the walk you can actually practice your timing now I do think that you need to get really clear on when to ask and when we want to ask is when the horse can respond yeah that'd be a good good point and if you think about the canter the canter is if you want started by the horse putting his outside back leg down on the ground so you probably know that the canter has three beats in each stride okay so the outside back leg moves first down on the ground one then the inside back leg and the outside front leg go together two and then the inside front leg leads that's the one we all know in the canter three okay but it all starts with the outside back leg and when you can time the ask to when your horse can respond so before he puts his outside back leg on the floor okay so it's like really important to feel that that means he can make this clean transition for you okay if you've prepared everything else I'm you know there's there's more than just ask and you need to prepare as well but yeah if you can do that so what is important here is just getting used to feeling and by the feel being able to identify what is moving when and where underneath you so a very simple way of thinking about this is your seat bone that is swinging down and moving forward well your horse's back leg on the same side so if your left seat bone at that point is going down and forward it means your horse's left back leg is busy moving forward okay 
So it's, it's moving forward. So similarly, when that's happening, your right seat bone will will be higher and it'll feel like it's moving backwards okay but it will be higher than the left and that is where your horse's right back leg would be on the ground and basically the horse's body is moving over the leg which causes it to go higher it's a good way of thinking about it the one that's higher is the one on the floor that the body is traveling over okay so if we think that way you now can begin to define what leg is moving where which leg is on the ground and obviously the one that's on the ground (laughs) is not the one that's moving. Yeah. So, and you can begin then to, to get deeper into this. And again, I have a whole episode on this. So I would highly suggest if you're looking to go deeper into that, go over there, get that episode. There you go. And I go step by step into it. Okay. I think the third thing to remember is that we have to increase the responsiveness. Okay. So very often we can make the mistake, as I mentioned, of assuming that responsiveness is a horse issue. My horse is not responsive. Oh, really? (laughs) So when your horse is not responsive, it's usually because somebody has thought him to be like that. Now, it might not have been you, could have been somebody else. But the point is, at some point, (laughs) through consistently doing or not doing something, your horse has learned not to be that responsive, that it's not really that important. So, you know, why why rush? <laughs> What's the hurry, okay? And I do think as well, the good news about all this is that this can be retrained really quickly if you are really consistent, okay? And I'm talking really quickly as in like three or four attempts, that's it. And you can, and then you have to be consistent afterwards in making sure that that's happening, but it is something you can work on immediately. So what I would suggest doing is first of all, becoming very focused on what you want to make happen, when you want to make it happen and where you want to make it happen. And then when you decide on those things, you stick to it. You don't change your mind. You say, okay, that's my decision, decision made. There we go, I'm sticking to it, okay? And then from there, you can begin to improve responsiveness. Now, I think a really good exercise to kind of get yourself into the, well, yourself and your horse into this mode where you're fine-tuned to each other's aid. So you're listening and the conversation is very responsive and alert and active would be to do transitions in and out of the walk and the trot and even the canter from trot. Um, You could put it in and also the halt. And you're going to just count the number of strides. So pick a number, 10. Okay, great. We're going to do 10 strides and walk, 10 strides and trot, 10 strides and walk. And then you could mix it up. Let's try eight strides and trot, eight strides and walk, eight strides and trot, six strides and walk, six strides and trot, five strides and walk, five strides and trot, four strides and walk, four strides and trot. Now, You don't have to obviously throw in some halts, throw in some canters, but the goal is that you and your horse are able to work together so that you are able to get the number of strides and you're trying to bring it down so there's, I don't want to say as few strides as possible because I'll have people doing one stride, which I suppose you could do as well. But um, I do think that it's just this responsive, 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 okay? Very, very important for the two of you in order to then get into that, I don't know, that place where it is going to become so much easier then to ask for the canter. So the final part is then to actually ride the walk to counter transition. And remember, you do have to prepare it. Everyone we've spoken about up to now is kind of getting the two of you 
if you want, yeah, fine-tuned to each other, but then you have to actually prepare the canter itself. So you could start to focus on the rhythm and walk and the energy inside of the walk, and also then the flexion. Flexion is very important. And from here, then you can begin to use your half halt. Now, first of all, you'll use your half halt just to get your horse's attention. Tell him that, listen, something's coming up. I need your attention here, buddy, focus. And then from there, you could use your half halt to gather and to channel the energy a little bit more inside of the walk. So if we think about collection, you see very often when we think of collection, we kind of jump all the way to the end of the collection scale. No, 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 no. Let's just think about slight more gathering. I think that's a better word, okay? But it is slightly, you're moving towards collection there. And as you gather that then, you and your horse will have the energy available to step up into the canter. Remember I told you it's a step up, okay? So he does need a little bit more to do that. And it's important that you're able to do that as well. Okay, if you're interested in doing more on this, I'm going to invite you to join me inside of Connection. We are working on this, where there's a whole week of audio lessons for you to listen to this week and um, to work through it with your horse. And then also going on, the reason we started this was to introduce a balanced flying change okay so that's what we're working on currently they're all in there they're all available for you whenever you're listening to this it will still be in there it's september 2022 you can find out more over at stridesforsuccess.com forward slash join okay i'm going to leave it at that i hope you have a great day keep well and i'll chat to you soon be good bye